All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are here back with another episode with my new friend, Malva Gosowski. And she is here, she says, to help us with, let's see, using our office smarts to benefit our families at home. Is that what you're here to do today? Yeah, if you let me, I'd love to. Hi, everyone, and thanks for having me, Brian. (laughs) We're good. We're, We're glad you're here. And we shall see what she can do today. If she can do this for us in this episode of The Authority Project. All right, we are back, back here live here. And before we get started with anything else here, let us first get into who you are personally and then professionally. Okay. Wow. Who am I? I am a mom of three and a happy wife. So just those two fragments can actually paint a picture in your head how extremely busy I am with three little <laughs> munchkins. Yeah. Per, uh, personally, I love to be everywhere, meaning if there is a opportunity, I'm on it. So anything from deep water diving to horse riding to uh, martial arts to actually ceramic painting, that's where I am because mm. I love to say yes to everything. Uh, apart from extreme sports, I'm there and especially to every trip. So whenever someone says trip, my bags are already packed. So that's me personally. I'm a very positive person. And with that positivity, that's what I try to bring to uh, my work life. So I've been um, a trainer, a teacher, a business trainer and coach for the past 20 years, teaching people worldwide uh, because I'm a what they call an international business trainer. So actually companies um, hire me and they fly me around the world to actually teach their, um, their workers, their managers and leaders anything soft HR related, that's where I come into play with my workshops. I am also, because that is my second passion, I am also a parenting coach and a couples counselor. So I help families thrive. And that is where our topic actually comes into play because I take into account all of the business office smart things that I teach my corporate clients And I also kind of bridge the gap into the family life as well. And how can we use everything or most of the things that we we learn in our office life to actually benefit our family and make sure that there's a positive relationship both at work and at home? Awesome. This is going to be a great episode because this is, (laughs) I think this is something that a lot of people um, have a hard time dealing with. Um, And we definitely want to get into it. I, t- I tell you what, before we get started, you have a whole resume of stuff going on there, girl. Because oh. <laughs> I, I can see us doing a whole a whole show on your extreme extreme sport thing. I, I had no idea you had that in you. So but anyway, let's uh, yeah. let, let's start with your with your story. Where does your story start? Um, where does it all begin in your mind? How did you get here? Ah, uh, that's a good 
question. Oh my goodness. How do I get here? I don't know, to be honest, my story has had so many um, points where I had to pivot, where I had to change, where I had to adapt. Um, but most importantly, my story began as a three-year-old that walked into the store and took a stool and just walked out. And I didn't care who paid for it. I just knew what I wanted. So I went in there and I got it. And then it was my dad and my grandpa who had to pay for the stool because I kind of just shoplifted. But they, I wouldn't let it go because I was so into it's mine. And I wouldn't actually let them carry that stool home because I would take a few steps, sit on it and rest and go forward, sit on it and rest. So I've always been this independent girl. I'm going to get what I want um, type person. So that's where my story began. And whatever I actually did in life, people around me are saying two things about me. Their first feedback is, you're so positive. You're like a ray of sunshine. And the second feedback is you're a go-getter. When you set your mind on doing something, that is, that is exactly what is happening in your life. And when people were first saying that to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? But then later on, the more mature I became, um, I realized that, yes, it's true. I am a person that likes to achieve things, that likes to set goals for myself. But more importantly, I actually help others do that as well. And that's where this ray of sunshine comes into play because I want others to shine and be happy in their life as well. Awesome. I, you know, I wish I could. So is isn't. It's great to hear that story of how I mean, it's just, but do you, are you saying that it's innate of, of this, this passion that you have, this, this fire or, or is that something that For you develop? Yes. Okay. For me, yes. I've been always, you know, I'm going to do it myself. Um, there were times where I actually had doubts and then where I had to reignite that fire. So it's not a black and white situation where you've either got it or not. It's a situation where sometimes you have it, sometimes you lose it. You have to be um, surrounded by people that actually will help you ignite that should you have some pitfalls and some down moments because you can have one of two things. You can either, let's say, um, have the genes for it or you can have the hard work for it. So for me, it's it's a combination of both. Um, for others, it may just come easy. And there are others also where they have to work extremely hard to get what they want. So whatever your story is, whoever's listening to this, just because you were not born a go-getter doesn't mean you don't have the potential to look for the tools to actually get you there. So again, if you are an introvert, you can still work your way around that obstacle and make it into something that shines through. And although you are an introvert, you still have value and you can show that value and shine. So no matter where you are, if you put the work in it and you set a goal, you're able to achieve it. I love it. I'm glad you clarified that because <laughs> I just want to make sure that if people coming in and saying, I'll never be like her because she's just in, it's all natural for her. It's not for That's me. That's amazing. I don't want you to be like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things that I, that I actually tell every single person that I'm working with. Um, and that is you are you, there's no one else like you. You are perfect as you are. You don't have to change, but you can improve. So if you see elements in your life, in your body, in your mindset, in your business that you would like to work on, 
Those are the things that if you devote your time, your energy, sometimes even your finances, you can improve on those things. They don't have to be innate. They don't have to come easily. Sometimes it takes work. So, you know, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be the best version of yourself. But keep in mind that to improve, you need to put in some effort. So that is another thing that we need to clarify. It doesn't come easy no matter who you are. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get let's get to it here. Um, take a step by step on how to translate our office skills to make a better home, which is the main mm-hmm. topic here. So okay. Um, let's take assessment. A lot of corporates um, introduce assessment, the 360 degree assessment. They are super excited as, let's say, workers to actually be assessed. Number one, a 360 degree assessment for all of you that are listening and are not in the corporate world is a form or a type of interview that everyone working with a manager has to fill out. So for example, imagine a manager, a manager has peers, so other managers, a manager has a group or a team that he or she manages. So those are his uh, subordinates. And a manager also has their own bosses. So people that they have to um, be accountable towards, and then they have to um, give the reports to. So if you have a manager and he's the one in the middle, 360 degrees is actually a circle. So imagine that manager getting feedback from everyone around him in the workplace, the people that he co-works with, the people that he works under, and the people that he manages. So that is a 300 degrees assessment. Now, These managers getting the 300 degrees assessment, they're super excited because they find their areas of improvement. They find the areas where they are excelling and they don't no longer need to put in that extra work to gold plate something that they're already good at when it doesn't benefit, for example, them nor the company. But they are also... Um, shown the areas that require their additional, um, let's say, work or knowledge or maybe investment of their time for the training that they need to attend. So being a manager and getting a 300 degree assessment, very often people are super excited because that gives them the opportunity to develop and if they're lucky and in their inner corporation that actually has a long, long-term plan, very often the result of a 360 degrees assessment is the future and potential um, advancement in your career. So having all of that, you get excited because you as a manager know what you need to put in, what kind of work you need to put in in order to advance in your career. And advancement in a career generally means either prestige or finances that are improving. So again, you have positive feedback of from yourself of, about the assessment saying, this is good for me because it's showing me exactly what I need to do. Awesome. Now, how would I take that mindset into our home? So making sure that we can benefit at home with a 360 degree assessment. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you listeners, if you have a family, did you sit down with your peers? So your partner and ask them, how am I doing as a dad? How am I doing as a partner? How am I doing as a wife? How am I doing as the breadwinner? Ask your peers, so your partner in life. When was the last time you took those same set of questions and asked your children? Mm 
those set, same set of questions and ask your friends, did you notice anything where I can improve, for example? And going up, those set of set, same set of questions towards your uh, parents if you still have access uh, to them. So, you know, things like that will actually give you a 300 degree assessment of who you are and what you're doing. But very mm -hmm. often parents, especially corporate working parents, don't do that because they say, you know, what can a child know about parenting? Or what does my old mom know about more modern life partnership? Right. <laughs> In the same way, I can use those same negative mindset towards, for example, 360 degrees when it comes to your work. So right. what does your, um, let's say, intern know about management, but your intern is going to assess you in that 300 degrees assessment to tell you how you are doing as a manager from that intern's perspective. So the same situation goes to the family. Even if you ask your two-year-old, how am I doing as a mom or a dad? They will answer. But of course, you cannot use that frame. You cannot use that language because the two-year-old does not know how to answer that. There right. are tools and, and, and tips that you can actually implement. And one of the things that I say to the parents that I work with is, why don't you role play with your two and three-year-old? The moment they start talking, you can role play with them. Play dollhouse, take action figures, take um, teddy bears, whatever you have at hand. And if you don't have any of that, um, take uh, cut out paper figures and pretend this is mommy and this is a child. You as the mom or the dad, take the child figure and let the child have the parent figure and role play situations like, bye, sweetheart, mommy's going to work. What does the child say then? If the child says, all right, just leave me alone. Mommy needs to leave quickly. Then this is your feedback. Or um, engage in situations where the child, for example, spills water uh, in the play area and see how your child reacts. If your child says, don't worry, mommy, or don't worry, child, I will just have to clean that up. Let's go get the cloth. Then that is a positive feedback. But then if the child playing the role of a parent, for example, starts saying, what have you done? Look at you. You're clumsy again. This is again, dad, mom, this is your feedback of maybe you should watch out for the language that you're using when there are accidents at home. So for example, this is the 360 degrees assessment that you can take from your office into your home. I love it. And you got really deep. You got deeper than I ever imagined you would there. <laughs> you were That's from, where my psychology comes into right. play in sociology. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's, so, but here, here's the question I have for you, because sometimes it can be a scary question to ask, right? Um, the, the question of, of how am I doing? Is there a, can you give us some other questions maybe to frame it better so that maybe the person that's asking that can feel more comfortable with saying that, you know, if they're just com coming home to their, to their wives or their, their significant others or their kids, you know, and maybe they already know the answer yeah. <laughs> about how they're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, how can, how can we frame it better? Or, I mean, is, is that the only type of question to, to roll into or is how, how, do, how do we smooth that in a little better possibly? 
is my question. Yeah, well, you know, this was a, a, an example of a question, but right. very like you have to check in with your with your with your loved ones to to see how they are uh, doing themselves and you as well. So if you are, for example, a, a partner, let's say I'm a wife and I have a husband, um, and we're sitting on the on the sofa. Mm-hmm. And just talking to each other in the evening, if you just hold his hand and say, you know what, baby, I just wanted to see, how are you? Like, how's everything? And then he starts talking and then you're like, you know what, is there anything that I could do uh, in your opinion that could actually enrich our relationship a little bit better? So, mm-hmm. you know, asking that person, is there anything that I can do? Or do you think that we can do something together? And then there's this whole aspect opening up in front of you of saying, you don't have to change yourself, but you guys can do something together to improve the relationship mm-hmm. or hold your partner's hand and say, listen, is there one thing that you would like us to do together that we haven't done ever or in a long time? And then, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a woman, she'll say, oh, let's go on a romantic date because course, there's never enough. Of course they will. Yes. Man, maybe he would <laughs> like, let's go out on an adventure or yeah. let's explore in the more intimate area so you know wherever wherever this conversation takes you make sure that you um don't shut down there are couples who for example have the tendency to uh, ridicule this question and they'll say well a foursome is what i want right now Mm, okay Mm. but realistically speaking one step at a time what can we do today to make it better so you know I always require uh, my people to think for the next $5 and five minutes. So if we have only five minutes and $5 to spend, how can we make this relationship better? And it's generally, you know, a glass of cheap wine and a box of cheap chocolates. And then you guys are sitting and having a lot of fun. I love it. (laughs) So let's let's get into a few more questions here. Just more of a broad question. Why do you think that we separate work from home so much as separate entities? You know, as we, and you know, as some people say, you know, they come home from work and they don't want to talk about it. You know, work is work, home is home. Why do you think that we separated so much that it's it's a, a different thing? There was a movement a few years back, I'll say in, you know, where when the uh, 2000 in the year 2000, where leave your work in at work and your home at home. But, you know, a lot of the things have changed in the past 20 years. And uh, computers, internet access, mobile phones, and smartphones and tablets, and all of that now is accessible. So every time when we say, um, we're, whenever we pick up our phone, if our phone is connected with our work, we do see our work. So drawing this imaginary line of the moment I enter my house, I am no longer thinking about my work is not possible, especially now when a lot of people work from home. So what I try to, um, whenever I work with someone or wherever I talk to someone, I always try to say, you know what, it's not a matter of leaving or taking work with home with you, but it's a matter of not taking out your frustration from work onto the people at home. That's the only thing. Because if you go to your partner or your children and say, you know what, I had great success. The presentation that I was working on had extremely good results and my boss was very happy and mommy and daddy are super happy right now because it means a lot to me. Your children are going to be super excited with you. And so we'll be your partner. So 
don't separate home from work, but separate the negative emotions. Make sure you don't take out your negative emotions and frustration on your family because that is not the best. Furthermore, if you actually share your experience at work with your loved one, very often they will admire you even more. Because you're not going to be that, you know, sweatpants, sweat, stretch <laughs> partner. Yeah, I agree. On that sofa, but you will be the, let's say, top executive who actually was able to solve a problem at work. So yeah. make sure that you do share your work stuff with your partner so they know how proud of you they can be, both of the woman and the man or whatever your your um, your your structure is in the family both partners should uh, should share their successes and make sure that if they do have problems, sometimes just listening to the other person's problem is enough. You don't have to solve it for them. I love it. Awesome stuff. And I got a couple more questions before we get out of here. Um, yeah, this is just, a cur- just, just for current events. How has the pandemic helped or hurt the work life- lifestyle of the family? Or like work style, I say lifestyle balance, I guess. Yeah, there is none. (laughs) There is no balance. Let's be serious. So what happened nowadays, if you've ever been in a workplace, you know that when you leave the house, sometimes you forget the laundry. Sometimes you forget, you know, that the fridge is empty. Very often your kids were at school. They were fed there in the canteen or you packed their lunches. And for the few hours that you are in the office, very often you almost, sorry for the words, but forgot that you have responsibilities at Mm. home because everything Mm. was taken care of prior. Now, if you're working at home, your children are homeschooled or they will be homeschooled starting September, you know, your worlds have collided. And under one roof, you have everything from the cinema, you no longer go to the to the movie theater, you have your choice of on-demand videos. Um, you no longer go to work because you, for example, had to redo your garage or your spare bedroom in the house to actually accommodate your office at home. Yeah. You have no more de- date nights, so you can't go freely to a re- restaurant, you know, leave your children with a babysitter because of, I don't know, either finances or organization or uh, quarantine restrictions. So you have to create date nights at home. And last but not least, you know, you don't have a break from your loved ones. And sometimes you do need that. So all of that, all those worlds that were nicely spread out in the environment that you had kind of collided and collapsed into one roof. Yeah. So all of the frustration that is connected with uh, lack of freedom, lack of space, lack of possibilities that de-stressed you, like, for example, some people like to go to the gym. They no longer can do that. They have to kind of work out at home. Thank God it's summer. So if all of you that have gardens, you have the possibility to use that. But yet you're still kind of enclosed and that is going to bring a level of anxiety and stress. So you need to make sure that you know how to work around that in order to not have a lot or any negative connotations to your family because of the situation. And that is where my role comes into play as, um, for example, a couples counselor or parenting coach to actually teach people Uh, to do that. And at the same time, uh, a business coach to actually help them organize their work because there is no work and life balance now. It's kind of all collapsed. You just have to try to navigate uh, through the, through the mess and try to make sure that you find some sanity in the, 
insane situation. So I always say, you know what, stay safe and stay sane. The rest will kind of find its way. I love that. Um, Just amazing stuff. So I I have this question. I know you you kind of disparaged it earlier, but I have to ask this question because I asked this to all all of my guests. So authority, which is what this, which is, this is all about. People see you. They like what you. They like what you. What you're doing here. They like what you're. you're what you're saying. Um, they want to do. They want to do the things just like you. They want to be you at times. I know you hate that. <laughs> no, you don't like that. But they want to. They want to model themselves after you, right? So they. It's a, oh, a two part question. Do people really need this help? I know you. I know you. This is part of what you do. Do people really need this help with with, with relationship as far as work work life balance? Is one one part of it? And if so, how does one make a business like that to be just like to do the things that you're doing? How does one become an authority in this space? Okay. Do people need it? No. It's <laughs> like people don't need. You don't need a new car. You yeah. don't need so many clothes in your closet. You don't need so many pairs of shoes. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need um, to go to a restaurant or whatever, but it does actually improve the quality of your life. So no, you don't need a business coach. No, you don't need a parenting coach or a couples counselor. But the question is, what outcome do you want? And if you want a good and positive outcome, you need to learn the tools. You don't need to be on a diet. Go ahead, eat fast food and drink uh, whatever soft drinks you want. But there are going to be negative consequences in your health and in your body if you choose to do that. So educate yourself to eat well and eat healthy. The same applies to business and relationships. You can do, you can earn money, but the question is, are you doing a business? Or you can have a relationship. The question is, what is the quality of the relationship? Talking about a love relationship, or what is the quality of your parent-child relationship? Because with parenting, parenting happens. So you give birth, your child grows, leaves the house, and that's still parenting. The question is, do you want to go through terrible twos or do you want to go through horrible teenage years or do you want to go through the rebel period of your child not speaking to you or do you ever want to be in a situation where as an adult your child doesn't want to come back home with his or her children so your grandchildren because he or she doesn't like you as a parent as a grandparent if you're okay with that of course you don't need a parenting coach and if you're not okay with that make sure you turn to experts whoever they may be and they have content both free and paid so it's not a matter of finances you're able to actually learn and get the communication tools that will help you benefit in business uh, fitness or or parenting like i said now how do I, how do people go about answering your second questions to be in the same line of business as me yeah i i can't answer that question because I don't know what the niche that that person has. I can tell you what my story was. So I have what, what, what your niche. What, how, yeah, how did you do it exactly? Yeah, your I've niche. got two bachelor's degrees, two master's degrees, <laughs> a one postgraduate degree, and a number of certificates. So I made sure that before I even entered the um, the business of actually combining these two worlds, that I was equipped with the knowledge, the psychology, sociology, um, counseling, and and parenting knowledge and coaching knowledge that actually I could offer 
uh, my customers the best that they can ever get. Because if you are actually choosing to pay for something, you better receive the best thing. So if you do want to be a business coach, make sure you have a business degree and go to a coaching uh, school. If you want to be a parenting coach, the same. Make sure that you understand the psychology of child development, the psychology of relationships, the sociology of how relationship uh, works, and even the pedagogy. So the way of teaching things to people and children is quite important. And now another degree that I had just done it online pedagogy. So making sure that your teaching skills are translated to the online world as well. So if you have those things, you need to find a niche where you thrive and find the purpose. So if you're doing it for money, it will show, but if you're doing it for purpose, it will show as well. So make sure that you know what your why is, why you want to do this and why you wanted to, um, for example, become a coach or a business trainer. I oh, that, that is very, very interesting. You're, you're like the first person that I've heard in a while to say, you know what, go out and get your education, go get certified, go get a degree. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people are saying that. Not a lot of business people are saying that. Why? And this. And this is just. I had to. I had to break. I had to go into this because it's not what people are saying. You're saying that, and yeah. I got to be honest. You, you. You. I mean, you, people can he- listen to you, and they can obviously see that you're a pro at this. Thank you. So, education must be king to you. Is that? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm greedy. So I just signed up for another course. (laughs) I believe that um, I can never be as smart as the smartest person in a field. And I will never be able to devote my life to, for example, um, studying the education of uh, studying the, the field of a certain education because I don't have that time. So I might as well just use the best of that person, whoever it is, if it's either a certificate or a course or a university, they're going to give me everything I need. And I will just bounce from that because they had done the work for me and the research. And they're just giving me, let's say, the juice, the the best, because Mm -hmm. that is what they're either trained to do or paid for. So I might as well just get my education as opposed to kind of wandering in the dark as to where should I go. So having that mindset, I also believe that if you want to excel at something, make sure you find someone that's already been there, done that and can tell you where to go so you don't make the same mistakes as that person. So if it's either a business coach, if you want to do business as that person, hire that person. If you want to be a awesome, let's say parent, um, make sure you hire a person that has not only shown you how to do it, but you can ref- you can see how that person act- how that person's life actually reflects his or her teaching, and then they will give you what you need so you don't make mistakes. Because one of the worst things that people say is learn from your mistakes. No, learn from <laughs> other people's mistakes so you don't have to pay the price for your own mistakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. So invest invest in your. Education. Yourself, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, perfect. Perfect. Uh, like I said, unbelievable content. You, you surprised me today because I don't ah. know, I don't know what it is because for some reason I, I thought you were, I, I don't know, this is my perception. This is only me. But I, I see this, I see this woman. I'm not, you know, you're, I, I just felt like I was going to get this small voice and just, we're just going to roll into it. 
but you came up with such power and finesse and and just a command of 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 your of your you know of your um of your knowledge it's just amazing stuff and i really really appreciate you, you here that's a lovely yes. compliment thank you very yes. much you yes. know um, those of you who can't see me uh because this is going to be a podcast i'm a petite blonde woman <laughs> with <laughs> right. fair skin and big blue eyes so yes the deception is that i am this quiet barbie doll but i right. do have a big voice and i'm an independent strong woman <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So kudos to you. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Tell people um, how they can, can connect with you further after this show. Well, I love making friends. So if nothing else, please Facebook me um, at uh, Coaching Mother and All on my fan page or Malva Gasowski Coaching and be my friend. I'd love to see you there. If you do want to cooperate with me, um, I'm at coachingmotherandall.com with hyphens between the, the words or facebook.com coaching.mother.and.all. Uh, because like you've heard, I'm a mother and all. So I'm a mother of three and everything that you've heard about me um, as well. And I would love to uh, connect with whoever wants to just drop by and say hi. Awesome. We got one final comment here from Cindy saying, gifting us all with transferable skills. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Miss Cindy. That is a wonderful compliment. I will cherish that forever. I will actually repost it. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome sauce. So, Unbelievable. Just, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. And just one last thing before we go, uh, we are in the middle of uh, our pro- product launch, our product launch, our podcast launch right now, eight week digital product giveaway. We're on the third week. So if you want to get get on that, go to authorityletter.com, sign up, do as many entry, entries as you can, and you'll get a, you're getting a digital product every week. We, we had a, the microphone that I'm actually using right now with a pop filter the first week. We had the gimbal smartphone stabilizer the second week. This week, we're getting some headphones away, which are Audio-Technica, industry-leading headphones here. So we're not we're not playing around here with great stuff for you. So please wow, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> please check that out at theauthorityletter.com when you get a chance. And awesome. So any last words before we get out of here? You know what? First and foremost, I would like to thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, very honored to have worked with you a little bit earlier, and I I applauded your your work before we started. So first of all, knowing your professionalism, I'm uh, very honored for you to uh, have me here as a guest. Uh, As for everyone listening, first, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to to this podcast and to listen to this live if you had caught it live. I'm uh, very happy to to be able to, to be here, and I hope to see you not only today, but in the future as well. Awesome. I'm, I'm so, so excited that you're on today. Um, so that is it for, for this, for this episode of the authority project. Um, it's a wrap. We'll see you next time on the authority project. Bye.